0: Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. In Romans chapter 4, the Apostle Paul declares the incredible faith of our spiritual father Abraham. Abraham believed and trusted in the word of God when his physical circumstances seemed utterly hopeless. Let's open our Bible now to Romans chapter 4 and learn how we can grow and mature in our walk with Jesus that we might have the kind of faith that Abraham possessed. Well, good morning and welcome to another teaching. It is a Wednesday morning here in Texas, and uh, hopefully I'll spending time with Jesus, loving on Jesus, growing to know the love of Jesus Christ and uh, growing to obey Jesus, growing to be a, a more devoted disciple of Jesus Christ, our Lord. I, I think I say it almost every time, but it's it really is the meaning of life, right? Growing to walk with Jesus right growing to to be his disciple growing to be a disciplined follower of Jesus who spends time with Jesus and is growing to obey him in everything and growing to repent when we fall short man it's it's exciting it's the meaning of life it's the greatest privilege of our lives wow father we thank you for your word we thank you for your mercy we thank you for your goodness we thank you for your grace we thank you for this book of romans father wow but father above all we thank you for jesus our only lord and savior and master and king lord jesus we thank you for your mercy on our lives you are our king jesus our master our god we thank you for your grace we thank you for becoming a human man for us for living a perfect righteous life on our behalf that we could never live. Jesus, we thank you for dying a torturous death on our behalf that we should have died, and we thank you that you're alive and risen today, and we worship you, our risen savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open your word, this book of Romans. We ask you to give us eyes that see, ears that hear, and hearts that understand your word. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, thank you Lord Jesus. <clears throat> all right. All right, Romans 4 today, Lord willing will do 13 to 25. Um just good stuff. Paul just uh just using Abraham now. Uh the Old Testament, you know, church the Old Testament father, right? And he is a a, a church father. He is the the father of all believers in the history of the world. He's our spiritual father who was made right with God by faith. Whether it's in the Old Testament or New Testament, it's always been by faith that we're saved. It's always been by faith that we're forgiven of our sins and, and, and we're delivered from hell and we ultimately go to heaven when we die. In the Old Testament, you looked forward to the promise of the Messiah, of the Savior that was come. You put your faith and the savior to come. You look forward to the cross. You look forward to the coming of Jesus and you were saved by God's grace through faith in the Messiah Jesus. Although you didn't, you didn't know that he was Jesus, you didn't know a lot about him, but you knew the word of God promised a coming savior. 2000 years you know, after the cross, we in the church look back to the cross for our salvation. In the Old Testament, you look forward to the Messiah that would come, we look back to the Messiah that has come. We put our faith in the savior Jesus Christ that the word of God told us came 2000 years ago and lived on our behalf, died on our behalf and was raised from the dead. Wow, thank you Lord Jesus. So, here we are Romans 4 verse 13. It was not through law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he he would be heir of the world but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who live by law are heirs, faith has no value and the promise is worthless because law brings wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words that was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Wow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, so in, in, the, in the first half, Paul was discussing... You know, Abraham and works in circumcision um, and the fact that, that, that circumcision, the, 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 the outward cutting of the flesh uh, of, the, of the male penis that was a sign that God gave to Abraham had nothing to do with salvation. Your circumcision, th- th- these outward physical acts of any kind of circumcision or any kind don't help save us. Now Paul's going to go and show that, that following the law or trying to obey the law or do good works, this doesn't help save us either, right? Look at verse 13. It was not through law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. How do we know that? Well, the law didn't come for about another 400 years. Moses didn't come, and the law wasn't given to Moses and the Israelites for about another 400 years. So it cannot be through law for the law hadn't been given yet, right? Verse 13, it was not through law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. Again, the law, the Ten Commandments, and you know the Torah, You know, that was given to the Jewish people to live by, um, you know, the commands of, of what's right and what's wrong and what God expects you to do and how to live. That didn't come till around 400 years after Abraham. So, you know, Abraham could not have been made right with God by following the law because the law hadn't been given yet, right? It was not through law that Abraham and his offspring had received the promise that he would be heir of the world but through the righteousness that comes by faith. So again, uh, Abraham would be the father of many nations, the spiritual father of all those who are made right with God through their faith in the savior Jesus, right? It was through the righteousness that comes by faith, not a righteousness of obeying the law, not a righteousness of being circumcised, not a righteousness of, of, of living a good life. All of these things are things that we ought to do, but none of them save us. None of them will help save us. None of them will will bring the forgiveness of our sins, the salvation of our soul. None of them will turn away the wrath of God. None of them will keep us from an eternity in hell. None of those things will get us to heaven, but only being made right with God through our faith, our trust, our confidence, our reliance In what Jesus has done for us at the cross in our place and on our behalf Wow verse 14 for if those who live by law are heirs faith has no value and the promise is worthless Wow okay so hear this so if we could be made right by obeying the law then faith would have no value at all and the promise that we would be made right with God by faith would be totally worthless. It wouldn't mean anything, right? For if those who live by law are heirs, meaning you could be a child of God, an heir of God the Father, you could be his child by obeying the law, then it, then it would have nothing to do with faith, okay? It would have to do with our own performance, right, Jason, and, and how we're living, right? That's how salvation would be based, But that's not how salvation would be based, okay? Faith would be worthless in that case. For if those who live by law are heirs, faith has no value and the promise is worthless because, verse 15, because law brings wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. This is heavy rap, all right? Watch this now, Becky. For if those who live by law are heirs, faith has no value. And the promise is worthless because law brings wrath. So look at that law brings wrath. So the law, okay, was, was given the commands of the law were given. So now there's a line in the sand. Okay. And when we step over that line, when we break that line, when we, when we commit transgression, okay, it it produces the wrath of God, the anger of God and the wrath of god comes from breaking the law that's the purpose of the law is to convict us of our sin to bring us to an understanding that 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 we have we have dishonored a holy god and have instigated his wrath upon us okay it's a hard thing for us to understand the wrath of god and that's because you know Being finite beings, being human beings, we don't understand this attribute of the holiness of God, Pop, and what it means to sin against the holiness of God. We don't. We are his creation. We are his creatures. And and he expects us to live according to the way he set out for us. He gave us this law to show us how much we really don't live according to his ways and his will. And when we look into the law, when we look at the 10 commandments, when we look at how we're supposed to live, we're supposed to step back, right? Tommy and say, man, I am hopeless. I haven't done this. I can't do this. I'm under the wrath of God. I need a savior. I need to be saved from the wrath of God in eternal hell may, right? Because the law brings wrath. Again, it's not a popular subject, but here it is, right in Romans four fifteen. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. There was still sin in the world, but transgression meaning before the law was put into place, we didn't know what the line was. The people of God didn't know the the line that you crossed. They didn't have the commands. They didn't have the you know, the right and wrong. They didn't have a clear delineation of what was right behavior and what was wrong behavior. So when the law came, we now were shown what's right and wrong. We can see clearly that we don't keep this law. Okay. To be made right with God by following the law, we would have to follow every single aspect of the law perfectly. We'd have to do everything that God wanted us to do. In thought, word, and deed perfectly to be made right with God by the law. We can't do it. No one can do it. Only one did it, and that was God himself. Jesus became a human man and lived a perfect righteous life under the law. He actually lived out the law perfectly In thought, word, and deed. And when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that perfect righteous life that he lived, that perfect obedience that Jesus lived, is actually credited to us, right, Susan, as if we lived it. God, it's, you remember in verse 25, it says, he was delivered over to death for our sins and raised to life of our justification. Um, it says that, that he calls things that are not, right? He is our father in the sight of God, 17, in whom he believed, Abraham, the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Okay, we're not righteous. Jesus, verse 25, was delivered over to death for our sins. And there are sins, but but God counted them, even though they're not Jesus's, he 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 imputed them to Jesus as if they were. He calls things that are not we're not righteous, but he calls us and declares us righteous as if we were in Jesus Christ. It's 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 remarkable. Wow, golly. All right, Where there is no law, there is no transgression. Verse 16. Therefore the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. OK? So when it says, not only to those who are the law, the law was given to the Jews right now, remember anyone who not a Jew is a Gentile. There's only two types of people biblically in the world, all 8 billion people. If you're not of Jewish descent, if you're not of Hebrew descent, right? Um, if you're not nationality is not, you know, Israeli, Hebrew, Jewish, then you're a Gentile. Okay. Um, so when it says in verse 16, not only those who are the law. So if you're a Jew and you're given the law, okay. Uh, that law shows you how sinful you are and you need a savior and you need Christ. So you need to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, not only to those who are the law, but also to those who are the faith of Abraham. Abraham didn't even have the law, was never given the law. The law came 400 years after Abraham, right, Esther? And so Abraham had faith and trusted and took God at his word Genesis 15, six, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And we too are made right with God when we believe in Jesus Christ, when we believe that the savior has come and we are persuaded that he is the son of God. We're persuaded that he lived the perfect righteous life on our behalf, died a torturous death on our behalf. And we believe and are persuaded that he's alive and risen and that persuasion drives us to trust in him to rely on him, to cling to him for the forgiveness of our sins and the salvation of our soul. 16. Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it may be be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring. So again, the promise is not by, by, by observing the law. The promise doesn't come by being circumcised. The promise doesn't come by trying to do everything good. The promise of eternal life doesn't come by those things. The promise of becoming a child of God doesn't come by our own efforts and our own own performance, but it says that it may be my grace. Grace means it's it's God's unmerited favor to us. We didn't merit it, we can't earn it, it's a gift. And, And as it's a gift, it can be guaranteed, it says to all Abraham's offspring, all of his spiritual offspring, okay? All those who have the same kind of faith that Abraham had, right? Verse 17, as, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. That's Genesis 17, 5. Not just the father, he's the father of the Jewish nation physically and naturally. If, if, if you're an Israeli today, if you're a Hebrew, if, 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 you're, if you're Jewish today, then you descend physically from Abraham. But it says in uh, Genesis 17, 5, I have made you a father of many nations. So he's talking about a spiritual father. Abraham is all of our father spiritually if we are made right with God through faith in Jesus Christ. He's our spiritual father. Wow. (laughs) It's, It's incredible, right? You see how heavy this book of Romans really, really is? Golly. As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, our spiritual father, in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. And I've already said, God calls us right with him. Even though we're not righteous, he accounts us righteous. He counts us righteous. He calls us righteous. He's the God that calls things that are not as though they were and gives life to the dead. Wow. I, I mean it's 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 remarkable this incredible gift of grace that we have. Do you see it? The God who gives life to the dead. We are all dead in sin, dead in trespasses, and when we have the faith that Abraham had, which is simply to say, we have full trust and confidence and belief in who Jesus is and what he's done for us on the cross, in our place and on our behalf. We have life from the dead. God gives us eternal life, not by anything what we've done, but he gives life to the dead. He raised, God the Father raised Jesus from the dead and he gives us life in Jesus, not by anything that we've done, but by our faith, Corinne, In what Jesus has done, and calls things that are not as though they were, right? We are sinful, but in justification, we're declared not guilty in Christ, right? Um, We we have lived a very sinful life, but in Christ, we're credited with that perfect, righteous life of Christ, and God sees us as, as we truly did live, That perfect righteous life, it's incredible, right? That exchange, all of my sin, past, present, and future, when I have faith in Christ, all of my sin is credited to him. He takes all of my sin at the cross, and that perfect righteous life he lived, right, Alicia, is credited to me as if I lived it. The Father actually sees me righteous that I live that same righteous life that Jesus lived, that I obeyed the law perfectly in Christ. It's incredible. Verse 18, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it has been said, just as it had been said, so shall your offspring breathe. This is hard. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. When things are going well, when we don't have problems, obviously it's, it's much easier to believe, right? Look what he says in verse 19, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, 21, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Abraham is almost a hundred years old. God promised him that you would have a son, Isaac, okay? And and that this miracle would happen, okay? And, you know, Abraham is 100 years old now. His wife, Sarah, is near 90 years old, okay? Her womb is dead, okay? Well past childbearing years, well past menopause, scientifically, utterly impossible. Cannot have a child. He's 100 years old, so, so, you know, he can't make a child according to the flesh, right? Verse 18, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed when God told him, by this time next year, you will have a child with Sarah, okay? This wasn't like Jesus, okay? This wasn't like, you know, the virgin birth. This wasn't like when God made Mary pregnant. This wasn't that. Abraham in faith had to con- continue to have marital relations, had to continue to have sexual relations with Sarah, right? And that, and that God would bless his faith, you know, and, and they would conceive a child in the normal way that children are conceived. It, it's remarkable. You know, again, when I look at it, I, you know, how many of us would believe that we really would have this faith, Right. Abraham, we would have reasoned, and Abraham understood, right? It's clear that he understood that he was 100 years old and that him and Sarah were well past the time of conceiving a child. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. Against all hope, what does that mean? Again, I'm 100 years old. My wife's 90, God. There's no hope for us to have no more kids. Matter of fact, they've never had a child. There's no hope for us to have a child. Okay, that time has passed. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said, so shall your offspring be. Not only in that in that belief, not only did he become uh, the father that would pass his lineages onto Isaac physically, but he became the phys- he became the spiritual father of many nations. It says, just as it has been said to him, so shall your offspring be. And that's uh, Genesis 15, five, verse 19, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was dead. Right. We can all understand that. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise. He actually believed that God has given his word And that's where our faith needs to be. Our faith is in the word of God that it says it in my Bible. God gave his word to Abraham. In these scriptures, we have the word of God. Without weakening in his faith, faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old. And that Sarah's womb was also dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. As we grow to be disciples of jesus christ as we spend time in the word of god spend time in prayer spend time in community as we obey the word of god when we repent when we fall short all of these things we do by faith right david all of these things chris we do by faith when we pray when we go to church when we give when we use our time talents and money when we talk to someone about jesus All of these things are strengthening us in our faith. They're refining our faith. They're removing the impurities in our faith and they give glory to God. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. God had promised him that he would have a child and that he'd be the father of many nations. Okay. He's the father of many nations spiritually, right? He's our spiritual father. He believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and all those who trust in Christ right? Receive spiritual life, receive eternal life, right? And we're made right with God by faith, not by anything that we do. Wow. He was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Verse 21, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Verse 22, this is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Are you fully persuaded in the promise That if you put your faith and trust and reliance in Jesus Christ, you will be saved, okay? All of us have doubts, but we continue to stand in faith, okay? You don't lose your salvation when you have doubts, okay? All of us have doubts, okay? Dave Anderson likes to say, you know, there's a saying that only madmen don't ever have doubts, okay? All of us have doubts, but we fight through them and we stand in faith and we stand in the word of God and we continue to, to meditate on the word of God and to pray. And we do all of these things by faith, right? Remember the Hebrew writer said, faith is the evidence, right? Of things believed yet not seen, right? We, we believe it and we live according to it, even though we don't see it. Being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he promised. Are you fully persuaded that God has the power to save you in Jesus Christ today? Amen. Yes. If you're fully persuaded that God has the power that your father will save you and you have trusted in Christ and are relying on him and believing in him alone, then you are saved. Wow. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Right. And, and we're made right with God. We're credited with the righteous life of Jesus. Right. When we put our full trust and reliance by faith in what he's done. Verse 23, the words that was credited to him were not written for him alone. Verse 24, but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness for us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. So you see that the words it was credited to him were not written for him alone. You see that? So when the Bible was written, okay, when this was written some, you know, 3,500 years ago, okay, this is not written for Abraham alone. The scripture is not a history book, okay? It's written for us as well, Verse 23, the words, it was credited to him, were not written for him alone. When you're in the scriptures and when you're reading the scriptures, the scriptures aren't just there to tell you what happened. They're always there to have an application to us. It's one of the great issues in the scriptures today that we're always trying to fit everything into our own systematic, into our own framework, instead of just letting the scriptures speak. And the scriptures have application to us today. They were not written for him alone, for Abraham alone, but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness for us who believe in him, who raised Jesus, our Lord from the dead. Are you believing and trusting in Jesus Christ, our Lord? Do you believe that Jesus came and lived for you and died for you and that he's raised from the dead? And are you clinging to him for your salvation and your deliverance from the wrath of God and eternal hell? Verse 25, he was delivered over to death for our sins and raised to life for our justification. It's the cross of Christ that pays the penalty for our sins. But it's the resurrection. It's the resurrection of Jesus that validates the work done at the cross. If God the Father was not satisfied with what Jesus did at the cross, he'd have left him in the grave It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ that confirms our faith, that validates our faith. He was delivered over to death for our sins, but was raised for our justification. In raising Jesus from the dead, God the Father pointed to Jesus and said, You can fully trust in the work that my son Jesus did at the cross, and I'm going to prove my satisfaction, my full satisfaction, by raising him from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this book of Romans. We thank you for these scriptures, Father. Father, cleanse Cleanse us of unrighteousness. Wash us in the blood of Jesus. Lord Jesus, we worship you. We thank you. We praise you and we honor you today for your love, your mercy, your goodness, your sacrifice on our behalf. And we worship you, our risen Savior. Holy Spirit, we ask you to seal this message to our hearts now. Seal it to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.